0: Hi, it's Connor Svensson here. Just before we get started in this week's episode, just to let you know, I'm on my travels currently, but uh, like the blockchain never stops, neither do I stop creating the the content for this. Uh, But we'll be back to normal next week. And so if there are any uh, Audio issues or video there, um, you know, stick with me because it'll be back to normal in next week's edition. Thank you. Hi, it's Connor Svensson here, founder and CEO of Web3 Labs. And this is your week in blockchain on Monday, the 16th of August, 2021. The highlights this week include the Senate has passed their $1 trillion infrastructure bill with the crypto reporting requirements. Circle wants to become a bank. Crypto and blockchain investments have already doubled 2020s according to KPMG. Poly Network has suffered a record-breaking $600 million hack. Smart contracts are now live on the Cardano testnet. The NFT marketplace OpenSea has overtaken DeFi exchange Uniswap on Ethereum usage, and Fortune raises over $1.3 million in NFT sales of its cover art. The Senate has passed their $1 trillion infrastructure bill with including the original problematic text which imposed broad tax tax reporting requirements on the crypto industry. This was passed on Tuesday morning. The document includes a much scrutinised provision that requires everyone from central Crypto exchanges, um, transaction validators, such as miners and software de- developers, to provide uh, details of this to, uh, to investors. There were numerous efforts over the past week or so to address the vague nature of the crypto clause and uh, you know, ensure that exempt parties, uh, such as miners and developers, uh, who didn't have the means to comply with the legislation, weren't affected. And the, the revised text ended up receiving support from uh, both, both parties in the Senate. However, because this compromise was agreed um, recently, the only option to getting it into the final version of the bill was uh, through a process known as unanimous consent, which required zero uh, objections, which uh, didn't happen in this case. The company Circle, which is responsible for the USDC stablecoin, has announced that it wants to become a bank, so it relies less on third-party partners. We spoke previously about how Circle was planning to actually go public via a special purpose acquisition company previously, and they've said that they'd like to become a full reserve national commercial bank operating under the supervision and risk management requirements of the Federal Reserve and the FDIC. By going down this route, it would reduce the risks around its business and its uh, reliance on third party payment systems. You know, we, we've spoken previously about their various partnerships with people with with payment processes. And uh, if Circle can actually um, you know, make, make this move across to becoming a bank, then no doubt that will be a very, very significant step forward for them as a business with respect to bridging the world of DeFi and stable coins such as uh, USDC with uh, more, more normal um, everyday financial uh, services. AMC the, the movie theater company has announced they're going to start accepting a Bitcoin payment for movie ticket theaters by the end of the year following suit with a number of large companies that we've seen uh, you know by showing that they're embracing the crypto technology in terms of for payments and so on it's uh, they're, they're hoping to you know become more attractive to the the, the, the generation that are bigger into cryptos whether it's enough though to actually, you know, revive the, um, you know, their the, the fortunes just given everything that's happened with COVID, it's it's unlikely that this will help directly there. But nonetheless, it shows innovation on their part. uh, you know, l- looking at it seriously as a way to pay for tickets in uh, the ETH2 network, the number of deposits that have uh, gone gone in has hit uh, over twenty billion dollars now. So, with the Ethereum network, the Beacon Chain, which launched at the end of last year in December. People have to deposit uh, ether in in order to actually uh, re- receive a reward or, or stake via staking for their their cryptocurrency. So th- this is a one way transaction, and the fact that uh, you know there's over 20 billion dollars worth of ether stake now in this network is, is is a huge milestone there. And the actual number of coins or ether basically that's been staked there is, has hit uh, almost 6.6 million. The SEC has fined the crypto exchange uh, Polonex with a $10 million fine. Uh, this, this goes back to some of their practices during um, in, in years prior to them being acquired by Circle in 2018. However, Circle did actually spin out the company and formed a new firm called Polo Digital Assets uh, for this. But the SEC's action focuses on the timeframe from July 2017 to November 2019, uh, which the SEC claims the the exchange sold digital assets that were securities, although the exchange was not registered to do so. The Poly Network has suffered a record-breaking $600 million hack. So Poly Network is a multi-chain interoperability protocol, and they they, they, they saw a loss of roughly 600 million dollars of uh cryptocurrencies uh, tied tied into the platform they were attacked on a number of different platforms so uh they on on ethereum uh, binance smart chain and polygon there were addresses across those networks that uh the attackers actually managed to drain funds from and the numbers uh, were ethereum which held uh, 265 million dollars of crypto Binance Smart Chain 250 and then Polygon 85 million so as a result this is the largest uh, hack that has happened so far the interesting thing is though that the hacker who stole this uh, they they actually um, conducted an ask me anything uh, uh, answering questions about their motivations and plans and um, the actual you know hacker explained that the exploit was meant to teach Poly Network a lesson uh, and that they planned to actually return the funds though as well. So at least in this instance, it was kind of a a white hack- hacker. Um, that at the time of recording, the hackers actually re- returned almost uh, the, the entirety of the funds that were stolen apart from 33 million that were frozen by Tether following the exploit. but um, These can be moved once Tether actually uh, authorizes it. PayPal's uh, Venmo app, which is uh, provides a, a mechanism to pay friends and merchants, has had, added a credit card offering uh, and crypto buying service in the last year, and now they're combining the two services. So now basically you can uh, get cash back to crypto using the platform and people can get that cash back paid in Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash or Litecoin. With the crypto that's actually purchased, there won't be a transaction fee associated with it. Uh, either. Uh, it's, it's fascinating to see Venmo following the lead of companies like Crypto.com and some of the other providers who've been providing you know, cashback services uh, for for spending on, on credit and debit cards uh, recently. Certainly, it's uh, quite an easy way for people to be able to accumulate uh, funds in crypto without having to sort of make such a conscious effort into it. So again, it'll be an, another one to watch to see if uh, more companies start to follow suit there. More news in Ethereum. We spoke previously last week about the EIP one five five nine change and uh, how that that started uh, applying deflationary measures to Ethereum, where Ether actually gets burned during transactions to reduce the fees that's payable to miners to actually make it fairer for people transacting with the network. Uh, in the first week following the upgrade, a hundred million dollars have. have ETH, the cryptocurrency, have actually been burnt off the back of this, which is about half the amount of ETH that was uh, it, it, it would have been issued to miners as a reward for creating blocks. So it's, it's great to see that uh, you know, things, things are working as planned following uh, that, that upgrade there. The football star Lionel Messi, who signed a two year deal recently with the Paris Saint-Germain club after leaving Barcelona, has received crypto fan tokens as part of his new financial package. Uh, Paris Saint-Germain announced the news on Thursday saying he received a large number of tokens as part of his package and he's the first player to sign such a deal uh, at, at, at the club. Other news uh, coming out of KPMG now, um, that they put out a report that's entitled Pulse of Fintech uh, for 2021 first half. And the study covers global investment activities in different financial technology verticals for the first half of the year. Uh, for one of the top fintech trends for 2021 is the growth in crypto and blockchain investments. In the first six months of 2021, saw 548 investment activities, um, including VC, private equity, uh, M&A in the blockchain and cryptocurrency sector. And the value of these investments is 8.7 billion, which is already double the total value of the investment deals made during 2020, which came in at 4.3 billion the world's largest port operator PSA is to use a, a blockchain uh, for its its ESG or environment sustainability and corporate government governance initiatives PSA international while well, you know, in some circles, not widely known, is the world's largest container port operator, and it's looking at using blockchain for decarbonization goals. They signed a deal uh, with a fellow consultancy, also based out of Singapore, the RHT group of companies, uh, for this this year, the SG project. And there's a memorandum of understanding in place here that uh, you know is focused here on creating more sustainable port and supply chain ecosystem. So what's here, here certainly to note is well is that uh, you know we've seen blockchain being used a lot in both supply chain and ESG initiatives um, but you know it's seeing you know them coming together uh, to have ESG for supply chain as well it's another sign of the maturation of the technology and the actual use cases uh, that people are applying to it, because it's certainly very well suited to those, those those two different technologies. On the one side in ESG, where people want to have accountability about carbon emissions or where they're you know, purchasing offsets from, and then on the other side in supply chains, where you have trusted systems of record that uh, can easily be integrated when a, a blockchain is used as a common platform between uh, the different parties on a supply chain. BBVA, the bank, is, uh, is the to join uh, Ant's trade finance blockchain, uh, the tr- Trustful. Uh, they're planning to use the uh, Ant Group's blockchain trade finance platform in uh, Mexico and Spain and this is a platform that's used for targeting SMEs and banks to finance international trade transactions and uh, smart contracts uh, keep up to date with things like uh, the uh, update with information about deliveries and so on and a number of different banks are integrating with the platform to provide the actual trade finance piece of it. The Helium network has raised 111 million to grow a crypto wireless network. Their LongFi wireless network uh, isn't actually powered by mobile carriers, but uh, distributed node operators that provide a blanket of coverage for IoT devices in locations around the world. And so the people um, who are are basically helping support that network are earning crypto tokens, rewards off the back of it. And they've got some significant new backing now with uh, Andreessen Horowitz's crypto fund, Leading the round, but also um, uh, they've received participation from Alameda Research, which is Sam Bankman uh company, the of FTX Exchange, and Multicoin Capital, amongst others. And so apparently now it has 112,000 user run hotspots on the network, which is live in more than 11,000 cities worldwide, uh, and, and more than 500,000 initial hotspot nodes are back ordered uh, from various Helium hardware manufacturers. Uh, its network is quadrupled in just three months. So again, this, uh, you know, this, this, this democratizing the creation of Wi-Fi networks for, for IoT devices It's a fascinating take on uh, even taking on the big mobile carriers, which is certainly something that you, know, you, you wouldn't expect to have seen uh, a few years ago. Tesla has published their 2020 impact report and it shows it's using two different blockchains to trace raw materials used in electric vehicle batteries to ensure they're sustainably sourced. One of them is called resource, which traces cobalt from the. Democratic Republic of Congo uh, and the other traces nickel sources from BHP in Australia. Certainly, with um, electric electric vehicles and, and battery power, um, cobalt is a significant material that's used there, and the Dem- Democratic Republic of Congo is the world's largest producer of it. Um, however, there's a lot of challenges there in terms of you know the the mines being run in an ethical way and so on. So, seeing that Tesla are you know making use of these digital. Supply chains for it is is really important. It actually is related to something we've seen Microsoft talk about previously as well, where they're actually they've they've got their own separate blockchain platform that they're using with their suppliers. But again, this is for cobalt that uh, gets used in some of their solid state devices. So it's it's great to see it being used more in uh, these these supply chains. Moving on to the protocol news, uh, Cardano's test net uh, is now supporting smart contracts. Uh, we spoke previously that this was coming, and the Alonso purple. Testnet is now up and running. Um, The Input Output Hong Kong, which is Charles Hoskinson's uh, engineering company that uh, support and develop a lot of the Cardano platform, uh, have have, have released this there. Uh, It's a very significant milestone for it and uh, it's targeting now um, probably early September for the mainnet release. And so This this will actually um, position Cardano very well in terms of being a platform for development. They're already a very popular platform in terms of the market capitalization. Um, but when, once uh, you know, full smart contract development capabilities go live on their mainnet, it, it could certainly it, it'll be it would be one to watch in terms of the number of uh, decentralized apps that are being created on it. Protocol called Wormhole has also gone live to connect Solano, Binance Smart Chain, Ethereum, and the Terra blockchains. It's a cross-chain messaging protocol, and they launched their mainnet version this week. Uh, again, you know we, we're seeing uh, Interop as a massive theme right now with uh, these these uh, different blockchain technologies, and so you know no doubt Wormhole obviously isn't the only one, but this is one of many that are coming to market here. But you know, the fact they're focusing on Ethereum, Binance Smart Chain, and Solana, um, there's, you know it certainly makes a lot of of sense because these are you know, some of the platforms that are seeing a lot of the activity, especially Ethereum and Binance Smart Chain. In DeFi news, uh, some s- significant news coming from Uniswap. They've now generated more than $1 billion in fees for liquidity providers. The head of research at the crypto aggregator Into the Block uh, this week shared a chart on Twitter showing that the combined fee revenues of Uniswap's V2 and V3 mainnet deployments have passed $1 billion uh, and the these include the fees also generated on Optimism as well. So when individuals or companies provide liquidity for certain crypto assets on Uniswap, they get paid in Uniswap's token for that each time a trade happens, and. Um, Uniswap, in also in order to actually scale as well, have also got a deployment running on the Optimism network too. And so between all of these, while they've been running, uh, this is this is where this figure of more than one billion dollars has actually been paid out to liquidity providers. And that those those um, payments are also that they're made out made using Uniswap's uh, token there. So it's, a, it's a certainly good bit momentum there. The Ethereum-based NFT game Axie Affinities crossed one billion dollars in sales. Uh, over a million dollars of tokens uh, have been traded through 2.4 million transactions, uh, and there's more than a million daily active users. It's, it's fascinating to see just how quickly this has, has picked up. Although the game was launched in 2018, it's, it's just you know, exploded this, this summer. Um, almost a fifth of its total sales took place in the last week and three quarters uh uh in, in, in the past month. So just, just seeing this kind of uh, you know increase is phenomenal. Um, the next best-selling en- uh, game after this is NBA Top Shots, which we've spoken about previously, which has racked up uh, $675 million in all-time sales, and the CryptoPunks, which is $657 million, uh, behind that. Uh, Pet Rocks as well are making an appearance on Ethereum. Uh, they're Ether Rocks. Uh, they're a series of 100 NFT images of rocks. They're all identical in design apart from color variances. And they're inspired by the classic pet rock toy craze that blew up in late 1975. The, the funny thing is, though, that they were first launched in late 2017, um, but it was recently rediscovered and uh, had significant uh, momentum picked up around it in the last week as Ethereum users minted the remaining rocks. And uh, you've even had Gary Venichuk, the uh, social media influencer, tweeting about it while uh, discussing the ad- added value benefit of being an early NFT project. Uh, actually, over the last Last weekend, we saw two Etherox sold for more than $100,000 uh, worth of Ethereum, and with uh, one of those going for $135,000, uh, which is, uh, again, it's crazy stuff happening, but fun nonetheless. Um, also, the, uh, the NFT market has um, overtaken the DeFi market in a certain metric in that uh, OpenSea, which is the leading platform for selling NFTs on Ethereum, they actually overtook Uniswap in terms of the uh, consumption of the Ethereum network uh, in, in, the, in over a 24-hour period as well. So, I mean, this this is this is a bit big news too because it just shows you know how how popular the NFT market is on Ethereum as well. So, not only do you, you've you've got both um, NFT and the DeFi ecosystems there, but for the NFT activity on the leading platform on, on OpenSea to actually overtake Uniswap is is very significant news. Um, you know, Uniswap has been the most active project really since twenty twenty um, on 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 Ethereum. So um, this this is this is big news there, and it'll be you know. How how it pans out over the coming months will be even more interesting uh, to see whether it's NFTs or whether it's DeFi where the uh, the the big users remain. We spoke previously about uh, Twitter releasing some NFTs. Um, They've actually they they created 140 NFTs a few months back, and uh, their collection has generated over 5.3 million in trading volume on the NFT marketplace. uh, OpenSea, the lowest price for one is currently 90 ETH, which is uh, about 281 thousand dollars, and so fa- fascinating to see the actual traction that we've we've seen with these. Also, an NFT project, uh, Board 8 Yacht Club, has uh, donated $850,000 to an orangutan charity. This uh, ape themed uh, NFT project called Board 8 Yacht Club has donated a n- number of funds to an orang- cha- orangutan charity called Orangutan Outreach Today, which puts their total donations to the charity at over $850,000. They actually made the donation with an Ethereum transaction, uh, which went through the the platform, the, uh, the crypto donation platform called called the Giving Block. Also worth of note here as well, um, the Board Apes. Uh, there was a new milestone with with the with the Board ape uh, sets first NFT sale that was was over one million dollars um, on the Ethereum network. And so the interesting thing here as well is that you had this bundle pack uh, board ape yacht club NFT and the accompanying board ape kennel club NFT, which were given away as freebies to club owners. Uh, actually, you know, sold for 1.16 million, which uh, which which is another significant milestone for them. Also, uh, Fortune magazine. Again, we have spoke about this previously. How they were auctioning off NFTs for their cover art. And they raised over 1.3 million in their first uh, NFT sale. They auctioned off a set of limited edition NFTs of the cover of their uh, crypto-themed August-September 2021 issue and this auction raised uh, over 1.3 million. Uh, the lot sold out in a few minutes and the the nfts are already fetching resale prices of upwards of seven times the original listing price according to fortune and again this uh, auction was held on OpenSea. finally uh, we we spoke previously about polygon how they were launching a a gaming studio uh, this has now been announced the rario platform which is a cricket nft platform that will allow fans to collect and trade iconic moments from cricket history Uh, it's going to be a use it running on top of Polygon, of course, and this is the, the first project to launch on top of it. Polygon's based out of India and as a cricket mad na- nation as well. It's really cool to see uh, them embracing cr- cricket here for that. So th- that's that's all we have in terms of the news this week. But if we go to our metrics, the crypto market cap is up uh, 6.75%, uh, 1.96 to trillion, Let's see if this week it uh, breaks the two trillion dollars again, which where we saw it earlier this year. Assets locked in DeFi as well it's up uh, uh, just under six percent. Uh, are just shy of 84 billion. The seven-day NFT sales are down uh, almost uh, 50%. Uh, where we saw 185 million dollars worth of them, with the average price down 41% of uh, 3,000, uh, just over 3,000 US dollars. That's all we have for this week. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast and our YouTube channel. Links to all items discussed are available in our show notes and on our website weekinblockchain.com. We've also just launched a new podcast, Blockchain Innovators, where I speak to individuals who have made significant contributions to the blockchain ecosystem. Find out what inspires these innovators, get their thoughts on the latest industry news and events spanning crypto, uh, blockchain protocols, DeFi, NFTs, DAOs and IoTs. Thanks and uh, next week I'll be back back home after my, my holiday and I look forward to speaking to you all again then.